Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. And today is February the 25th, and we are here in our Bible reading plan, trying to get through it in a year. And we're jumping into the book of Revelation today, and I can't wait to read this with you and see what God says. But I do want to just make sure we're on the same page as we read the book of Revelation. This isn't a revelation of God's judgment and wrath. This is a revelation of Jesus as the King of kings and Lord of lords, as him being placed over the center of his people and his people being brought to him to be the city in which he dwells in. Open your Bible, follow along with me, or just let me speak this over you as we jump in right now to Revelation chapter 1. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw, that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, and who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion, in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands were someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. 
the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Revelation chapter 2. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name, and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to the one who is victorious. I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. To the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, These are the words of him who is the first and the last, who died and came to life again. I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. To the angel of the church in Pergamum, write, These are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. To the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, 
and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teachings and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. That one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give that one the morning star. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 3. To the angel of the church in Sardis, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God in the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me, dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet, and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have, so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God in the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. 
I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see those whom I love I rebuke and discipline so be earnest and repent here I am I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This concludes the reading for today of February the 25th. But let me give you a few quick thoughts as we end our time together. So, Here we are in the most debated book of the Bible. What is it? What does it mean? How can we understand it today? There's so many questions around the book of Revelation. And if you are looking to me for all those answers, you're in deep trouble. Because Revelation is a book that doesn't even have the deepest of theologians singing in unity. In fact, there's four distinct ways people read the book of Revelation. I'm not trying to get into all of that in this podcast, so I'll try to remain strictly in what we know about the book. First off, it's written by John. Now, we think it might have been John, the beloved follower of Jesus, because of some of the writing cues that we get. However, we don't know with certainty who it is. The book's name, Revelation. Notice, not Revelations, it's Revelation. It comes from the Greek word apocalypsis, or as we say, apocalypse. Now, with all those post-apocalyptic movies out there, we have kind of a weird view on this. The word apocalypse actually comes from a Jewish writing style. It's literature that reveals a heavenly perspective on history in light of its final outcome. It looks at history, current times, and what it means for future revelation. The biggest understanding about this book is to whom John is writing this revelation. He's speaking to seven specific churches that represent the people of God. Each of these churches is facing persecution of all kinds, but has not yet seen the extent of what persecution might come their way. John starts by warning them that though they are persecuted and have unfair circumstances, each of them is still participating in behavior that is unpleasant to God. Not only that, He is warning them that things are going to get worse. He tells them of persecution that will yet come. But the reason for this persecution, and even more for this warning, is to make sure the people prepare their hearts to receive the Lord. He is giving them a word written in the style of the ancient prophets that extends into today's church. Here is the overarching word from the first three chapters. Stop allowing yourselves to be corrupted by the practices of the culture around you. You were called to belong to God, yet you keep allowing the rituals and practices of the day to taint your purity. And each time he gives a specific word, he says, Let those who have ears hear. John is giving them the truth and then warning them that not everyone will listen, but those who do listen will be given the chance at second life. This is just as strong of a word today as it was when John wrote it. Though we are by no means in any simple version 
persecuted like they were when John wrote this, we still live in a society that is morally corrupt. Not only that, the church is ever giving into this corruption and making excuses and exceptions against God's word. And when I say the church, please know I don't mean the church building or the organization. I mean the people of God, the church, are giving in to the corruption of the world. So what do we do? We open our ears and hear. We don't like to believe that God's word really means what it says at times. We hope that there's an exception to everything God says, forgetting that it leads to purity and holiness. But if John were to write this to us today, I believe he would say, separate yourselves from culture. Don't keep letting the practices of this world taint the holiness of his promised bride. But for that, we must be people who listen closely to his word and then respond as people who have heard him. So, may you have your ears wide open as the Holy Spirit searches you. May you allow yourself to respond out of obedience. And may it cause you to look forward to the second life that will find you in the presence of our one true King. That's all the time we have together for today. I love you and God bless.